Today, Devin Archer's testimony is released, and it's worse than you think. Donald Trump is arraigned, and foul play could be suspected in the death of Barack Obama's personal chef. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today, Devin Archer's testimony has been officially released to the public just one day after Tucker Carlson dropped a surprise interview with Archer. The transcript confirms what Republicans on the committee have been saying about the brand directly from the transcript. They ask, you keep saying the brand, but by brand, you mean the Biden family, correct? Archer answers, correct. When you say Biden family, I want to get a quick clarification. You aren't talking about Dr. Jill or anybody else. It's nice that they use the term doctor. You're talking about Joe Biden. Is that fair to say? Archer answers yes. But it also confirms something else. Joe Biden, the man who spent years telling America he had never even talked to his son Hunter about his business dealings, was not only on speakerphone at least 20 times during Hunter's business meetings, he was also in some cases physically present. Here, a 2014 Cafe Milano business dinner in DC, who was there? Well, according to Archer, former mayor of Moscow, uh-oh, sounds like Russian collusion, a Russian billionaire, more Russian collusion, former prime minister of Kazakhstan, Hunter, and up oh, there he is right in the transcript, Joe Biden. The meeting took place not long after Hunter's company received $3.5 million from the Russian billionaire in attendance. But I'm sure all those people, you know, all these foreign business people, important people paid to talk to Joe about the weather. Another 2015 Cafe Milano business dinner, this time in 2015, former prime minister of Kazakhstan, again, others, including business partners. And there he is again, there he is, Joe Biden. And after Archer gave basically the same information to Tucker that he gave to the House committee, he agreed with Tucker that Biden was legally not allowed to be working on business deals with foreign businesses and foreign governments, yet that's exactly what he was doing. Watch. And this is not a criticism of you. I would think as a business guy, um, you use every advantage. These are not business guys. This is the vice president of the United States. He's right. not allowed to be working on businesses with foreign governments while he's vice president. I don't think. Not that I know of. <laughs> but here he is! Right. Amazing. Right. Finally, Tucker revealed quite the fascinating letter that Joe wrote to Devin Archer back in 2011 when he and Hunter founded Rosemont Seneca. Watch. This is from the Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden, to you personally, and it's personalized here at the bottom. Devin Archer, Rosemont Seneca Partners, that was your partnership with Hunter Biden in yes. Georgetown. Dear Devin, I apologize for not getting a chance to talk to you at the luncheon yesterday. I was having trouble getting away from hosting President Hu, Hu Jintang, who was yes. running China at that point. I hope I get a chance to see you again soon with Hunter. I hope you enjoyed lunch. Thanks for coming. Sincerely, Joseph R. Biden Jr. P.S. Handwritten, happy you guys are together. So there are many levels here. But here's the Vice President of the United States saying to you, a man in his mid-30s, who's not a government official, I'm sorry I was occupied with the guy who runs the world's largest country. I would much rather talk to you and thank you. What was he thanking you for? Well, 
uh, you know, it was, first of all, it's a lovely letter, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite enthusiastic. It's a little weird, though, right? Yeah. Well, it was. It, listen, it was. It was kind of the beginning of our partnership, and he was thanking me and thanking Hunter. I think at the end of the day for bringing this idea of this government regulatory strategic advisory business into the private equity world. And I think he was excited about the prospects for Hunter. And, um, you know, he was uh, just just thanking me. I think it was a nice gesture. Mm, a nice gesture, certainly. Here to discuss this and more, we have Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America. And his first time on the program, we have Logan Hall. He is a Blaze Media digital strategist. And uh, you're fairly recent here. Yes. We're really, really happy that you joined. Thank You're you so doing much. a tremendous job, so thank you for being here. Um, I, God, I love Tucker so much. Um, he, I thought that it was, I don't know how he got the letter. I'm not even sure if he said how he got the letter. But what a fascinating, fascinating piece of information, this letter saying, from Joe, saying, um, sorry, I had trouble getting away from that president because I really, what I, who I really wanted to talk to was you, Devin Archer. Huh, why? <laughs> yeah, why? Well, I don't know why uh, Tucker didn't follow up to find out if he did enjoy the lunch because he didn't get that answer <laughs> and Tucker didn't even bother to try. Um, he calls himself a journalist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, that's an amazing, I mean, it's amazing that this interview happened, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it, you know, uh, Fox apparently, like, reportedly, there was another interview with Devin Archer that Fox didn't air uh, when he was there. They wouldn't allow it to air. Um, now he's getting it out on Twitter or whatever they're calling it today. Uh, and it's pretty amazing that this actually exists. You know, he, it's important to remember who Devin Archer is, right? Like, this is the roommate of John Kerry's stepson. This is the, a person who was one of the highest-ranking uh, finance guys in the Kerry campaign back in the day. This is not a conservative. This is not someone who wants to, you would think, sink the president of the United States. Not someone with some big agenda. Uh, he has, uh, has had some legal problems, and the only real defense to any of this seems to be, well, you shouldn't trust him because he's had legal problems. Which would make some sense if they were denying the things he was saying. Right. right? They're not. They're, they're just trying to, well, it was only, uh, they, yeah, sure, there was 20 calls, but it was only about the weather. <laughs> um, absurd. Obviously, we now find out that there was a lunch uh, seemingly at the White House or somewhere, some government building where this was going on. He was at an, uh, multiple other dinners in person. Like, I, these, every day there's more and more evidence on this. And, and I just saw a, um, uh, it was an ABC News report this morning. I was looking up because I wanted to see something about the Devin Archer thing. And they were like, the Devin Archer thing is coming out. And, um, and this may give Republicans a chance to talk more about this because so far it's been big on accusations and low on evidence. And it's like, how are they still writing this? We have WhatsApp messages of Hunter Biden saying he's in the room with his dad and threatening Chinese officials. Uh, and that's just one recent piece of evidence. But just that alone is enough that we should be getting answers from the president and make him say, right. look, yes, I was lying or I was wrong uh, that uh, my, my son was, was, I said my son hadn't done anything wrong. He said his son hadn't done anything wrong. He's not only confessed to multiple crimes now, um, but also all of this was going on. And the only defense for Joe Biden is to say this was going on behind my back and I didn't know. That is plausible with someone like Hunter Biden, he, who is a complete piece of trash as a human being. It's possible he would do that, right, without his dad's knowledge. 
But at the very least, we should get Joe on record denying he was involved and admitting he was wrong that whole time saying that Hunter wasn't doing anything wrong. And also, I was lying about not meeting with these business partners. That's where we should be right now. But the media is not even really requesting these answers uh, from them. And I think at some point, when he does have to admit Yes, this was happening. Hunter was doing these things. I just didn't know about it. Then we can kind of chip away even more at that particular lie. Mm. We know it's a lie. Yeah. But we, until he starts denying these things, it's hard for us to advance these investigations. Logan, I, I think also um, we need to do, I don't know how they do this, but we have this paper trail of all of this money, right? All of these deposits that have been made and these shell corporations. And there's, there's one in particular that's like, it's an unknown Biden. We don't know who it is. Who is it? Gee, I don't know. But like, can we? It's Navy. Totally. <laughs> it Navy. must be Navy. It's got to be Navy. And it's like, wow, Joe was, he was just trying to work for Navy all along. <laughs> he acknowledged When he, when he wasn't acknowledging her. Um, but it's like, I wish that there was a way. I feel like there should be for all of these House committees, for Congress to start chipping away at that and finally confirm, yes, this money did go to Joe Biden because it feels like that's the missing piece of the puzzle that would tie all of this together. Of course. And uh, like Stu said, I mean, it is a daily drip, drip, drip. We keep getting more evidence. And the media, I think the, one of the most important takeaways from yesterday is the media, after every one of these Biden scandals, after every some new uh, new evidence shows corruption of his family or influence peddling, uh, trading on his name, uh, they the media kind of directs the attention towards Trump. So uh, I know Greg put Greg Price yes. put a great uh, tweet yeah. together about this, but we played it. We we called. For yes, it exactly. Yeah, but the, it. but the important thing is that uh, Tucker getting that Devin Archer interview shows us that legacy media is starting to lose control mm -hmm. over how they uh, cover up these narratives, mm -hmm. and um, I think that's really important. I think the other thing too that we should uh, focus on as conservatives is while they're trade he's trading on his name. Um, but where was he, tra all these foreign nations, he's, he's got probably compromised by three or four yeah. foreign nations. Yeah. One of them, Ukraine, we are now involved in a huge yeah. proxy war over there. Uh, I, I, think, I think a good thing for the GOP to investigate would be uh, to kind of see what was going on uh, with the corruption in Ukraine. And uh, we'll see if they, if they follow that path, but I think that would be... Something we, smart for them to do. Yeah, which is like why it's so frustrating because it's it just to me, you look back at it and you're like, guys, have you forgotten that Donald Trump was impeached over the phone? They kept saying, oh, it was yes. quid pro quo, the phone call. Well, what was the phone call for to root out the corruption in Ukraine that he already believed that Joe Biden was participating in? So why would we not be going over seeing what we can find out? I mean, do I think that there's a strong likelihood that, you know, uh, Zelensky is going to be like, yeah, actually, that did happen um, and risk his funding from the United States? No, probably not. But surely there's someone over there that would be willing to give us some sort of information that would confirm what we are putting the pieces together and know to be true. Um, a, a, you know, former person who worked in Burisma. I don't know. But, you know, it's just like, gee, Joe Biden has just pledged our allegiance forever and ever in this Ukraine war. And we're talking about how he could have been potentially, you know, they might be covering corruption for him. 
no, no, there are no pieces to be put together there. I'm sure nothing weird is going on. Uh, It's funny you started that with, have we forgotten that, you know, this, this all started with Ukraine? And honestly... Sometimes I do forget. I, I like if That's what I'm I, it hits me, and I'm like, "Holy There's crap!" So much, you know, because I think honestly, it would be hard to get this to uh, some sort of conclusion without that video of Joe Biden admitting yep. Yep. that he withheld a billion dollars yep. of aid to Ukraine yep. to get this guy fired. The same guy Burisma wanted fired. And it happened, what was it, two weeks, one week after one of these phone conversations where Joe Biden popped on to talk about the weather. Like, <laughs> it's, it, any rational person would look at this and say there's plenty of evidence, at the very least, for a trial. Or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of, you know, maybe it is in, in, in the impeachment sense, considering he's the president of the United States, very possible. Obviously, that's a, 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 a fraught political decision that needs to have more calculation to it than just whether he deserves it or not. But still, he deserves it. Right. right? We all can tell here. This is, you know, there was a time where you could have said, OK, like, you know, maybe it was just Hunter and maybe he was kind of corrupt and maybe there's not anything to this. I mean, they keep presenting these bank records in front of us. You mentioned them, Sarah. And like millions of dollars going to all these accounts. They keep showing them to us. And then no one ever says they're not real. Like, there, there's no one in the Biden administration saying, hey, those aren't real bank accounts that we're not. There's just no. This is open ended. You know, Biden at one point said, oh, I don't know. Show me the money. Where's the money? Right. Well, they've presented these bank records over and over and over and over again. Are, are you are you denying that these are yours? Because, you know, it doesn't seem like there's real, a real question about that. They're, they don't say that they're not theirs. We have, uh, you know, the messages. Like, the WhatsApp message is, is such a, a fascinating part of this because, it, like, people who are competent at corruption don't do things like that. Right. And, like, we know with Hunter Biden, he's not competent at this, right? He left his laptop Stop. at a computer repair store. Are you saying a crackhead is not competent right. like, or reliable? The only reason this is working is because Hunter Biden was on crack, right? Any other circumstance, we would not know this information because you wouldn't say it overtly. You wouldn't blurt it out. Like, some of the stuff they're trying to get Donald Trump on, they keep saying he has all this stuff. And it's like, even when they have him on record saying things, it's always slightly vague. Like, they, they don't, you don't talk outwardly and openly about this stuff. You don't admit it. And it seems like, at the very least, with, with Hunter, he thought WhatsApp was, like, untraceable. Like, I don't know what he thought WhatsApp was. I don't know. Is it a part of Facebook? Like, people can find out this stuff, Hunter. But he, I mean, he's just straight out admitting it, making threats to foreign officials over these apps. And, like, we have more information than I ever thought we'd get. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you get a little, you get hints, you get, you know, what is this going to be? We have more than I ever thought that we'd get. And the media is still saying, well, number one, we've known this part of it for months. Yeah. And number two, we still have no evidence whatsoever. <laughs> like, it's it's really pathetic. Or they'll point. say it's evidence of Joe Biden's compassion. For yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He just loves his he loves son. His he does. What <laughs> a great dad. And then the other day they said, um, I know we have to go to break in a second, but they said, um, well, they were processing a lot with Bo's death. Yes, that was and so he. He was just trying to be there for his son. It's like, is that what fathers and sons do during times of grief? You like go and hold up, you know, an entire uh, country. 
That's, that's what you do? A sane president who, did, who really cared about this would be angry at his son for putting him in the position yes. of, of being on a, on a call in the middle of a business meeting like that with foreign officials. He would be angry. He'd say, Hunter, if you ever do that again, I'm never talking to you. Mm-hmm. But instead, he embraced it and kept doing it dozens of times. It's just not consistent with someone who isn't corrupt. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got to uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So if you have, I don't know, everyone has some sort of odor in your home that maybe you can't get rid of. Maybe it's maybe someone in your life smokes, which you shouldn't because it's disgusting. Uh, maybe. Wow, it's judgmental. <laughs> I am. It's disgusting. Okay, is that that's verifiably true? It's not my favorite thing. I'll tell you that. It is disgusting. I mean, it stinks. Okay, mm. if if you have cats, that is not disgusting. But litter cats boxes are disgusting. Litter too. boxes Especially are disgusting. the litter box thing. Yeah, they are disgusting. The litter boxes. I mean, at least are a disgusting. dog goes outside. You guys got a box of poop in the middle of your house. <laughs> Well, you could have it like me and have the dogs that just have diarrhea all over on the inside. Oh, okay. So now I've got it. So my entire home is a litter box, basically, (laughs) which is why I appreciate the thunderstorm from Eden Pure. It starts working in seconds to clear any room of any odor, and you just plug it right in. There's no costly filters to ever replace it, and it really does work. We've got them all over our house. I've got got a zoo at my house. I've got dogs. I've got cats. I've got kids. Uh, I've got a leopard gecko. That, That one actually is the least stinkiest member of my house. Uh, But uh, whatever the case may be, Thunderstorm will make sure that when people walk in your house, it smells good. It is fresh. During this week, I've got a great deal for you on your own Thunderstorm. Right now, you can save $200 on three Thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200 over at EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. There's no H in that. It's just an unnecessary letter. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. to say all of this as of the time of this taping. I have to preface everything with as of the time of this taping, um, we know Donald Trump has been arraigned today. He showed up at the courthouse. He appeared before the magistrate judge, uh, pled not guilty to all just for a reminder of the charges here. Conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights. Um, Obviously, we will uh, have more on that tomorrow, but it's just, it's really hard for me to even still fathom that all of this is happening. You read those, you read those counts and you're just like, uh, obstruction, like he wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. And you're charging him because he gave a speech that, by the way, included the, the term peacefully, We will peacefully and patriotically make our voices heard. Um, And it was fascinating. They actually left that part of his speech out in the uh, in the indictment. Fascinating is the word you use for that. Fascinating. (laughs) Make sure I understand. (laughs) Uh, That it was fascinating. I would say a a complete surprise Mm. to all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, look, it doesn't look like they have much of a a legal case here. Uh, You know, you could certainly pick apart what Donald Trump did on you know in that period, and some people are going to like it, some people aren't. But again, this is about a legal case, mm-hmm. and the legal case doesn't seem like they have much there. It's it's funny because these these all they, they, there's a, a wide variety of, of 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 different charges that.
that all have major, major weaknesses to them. Like, you know, you, to, to really get this to hit home, what are they trying to do here? I mean, I don't think they really care if Donald Trump is in prison. They just don't want him to be president, right? right. Like, they want him to be out of power, and they want to sink his candidacy, and they want to make him weak in the general election. I think, he, I think they'd be fine sending him to oh, prison. I think they're totally okay. fine with it, but I don't know if that's their, their top goal. Like, they would be fine with him out of power, probably. Maybe, I mean, prison would be their preference, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but, like, if you look at it, like, you need what for what they really want for for Donald Trump to lose, you need basically three things, right? You need the case to be really strong and obvious for people to be able to look at it and say, yes, he really did that. You need a strong legal basis, right? That's going to succeed through the courts and not get tossed out. Um, and and you also need the crime to be something that people care about, right? Like, I think if you look at uh, the E. Jean Carroll case, for example, like, that's a crime people would care about. If, if Donald Trump really did rape somebody at a department store, I'd be really pissed off and would definitely not want him to be president. But it doesn't, it's not believable at all, right? right. right? The, the, the documents case is... is Something where people say the legal case is the strongest, probably out of this, where like you know they have a, you know witnesses that are on his team that say he you know was trying to maybe hide some of this stuff. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. But to be clear, I don't care about it. Like I don't. Right. If he right. did the things they accuse him of doing, I Who shrug cares? my shoulders. Maybe he should get fined ten thousand dollars. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's already seen the documents. He was president. Of the United By States. the way, as of, okay, fine him. Yeah. But also find all of the other past presidents and vice presidents right. who didn't have the authority to take all of those. We've all read like these background biographies of administrations, yeah. right? They're seven, eight, nine hundred pages. They have every detail. How do they have this information? It's because people who are in power are leaking the information to the biographers. We all know this occurs. I frankly just don't care about it. This one's sort of in the middle. Like I would care about these charges if they were real. Like, if they were true, like, so, you know, trying to undercut an election is a big deal, obviously. But they don't seem to have the legal case here uh, to, to close this. And, like, I'm honestly surprised they didn't have more here. Like, I, you know, you'd think there were a lot of moving parts in mm -hmm. this. A lot of people around the country, we see some people, uh, you know, did things that may very well have been illegal outside of the administration in some of these states. But, like, they don't seem to have any direct, uh, like, like their example of how Donald Trump should have known that he lost the election is that Mike Pence told him. And it's like, well, uh, when's the last time you listened to Mike Pence? I, I don't even know. Even, he said, Do, will you be my vice president? I'm not even sure he stuck around for the answer. Right? Like, he, like, he didn't listen to Mike Pence in any situation. It's just that it, it doesn't seem like they have much here. It's another stretch. And they're down to this last one in Georgia. And if that one's not better than this, I'm afraid for their, uh, you know, I don't care, but uh, I'm afraid for them. They don't have anything here. I don't think any of these are going to do, accomplish what they want to accomplish. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm interested to get your take, Logan, because I'm much more pessimistic than you. I'm much more cynical than you on this. Because I, while I agree with you mm -hmm. that they have nothing, I don't think it matters at this point. It might not matter in D.C. In, that, that's what I'm saying. In D.C., yeah. with this judge, who we know has given higher than the maximum, uh, I'm sorry, higher than the DOJ recommendation sentences. So Merrick Garland's DOJ recommended sentences for all of these other January Sixers. And this judge decided to give them more time than what the DOJ recommended in D.C., where the entire, you know, all of those people who live there hate him. I, I am very nervous that he's going to, to prison. I am as well. And I think uh, I don't think conservatives should really get bogged down in the legal weeds of this. Yeah. Uh, this is clearly an attempt to criminalize political opposition. Uh, Trump was the one guy, you know, we talk about influence peddling. Trump was the one national politician who 
got to D.C. and actually lost money. Mm. He didn't enrich himself. So uh, I think it's I think that's important. I think we should welcome more indictments. All of this legal law, <laughs> all of this legal lawfare against Trump is so blatantly obvious that they want to prevent him from getting back into the White House that uh, there's no there's no real there's a good it's a good way for normies to kind of wake up yeah. and realize that there's no going back from what the Democrats are doing here. There's no going. I see the GOP talk all the time. They say, we need to end the weaponization of government. That's the opposite of what they should be saying. They should be saying, we are going to weaponize it against, against our them. enemies yeah. the way that they're doing this to us. Yeah. Don't get mad, get even. Yeah. And so we'll see the balls in their court. They need to put up or shut up, but you have to impeach somebody or start using this lawfare against prominent Democrats in red states or in Congress. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, okay, so I want to get your thoughts, gentlemen, on this before we have to go to break. So uh, Ron DeSantis has agreed to um, debate Gavin Newsom, which is a very fascinating, like, why Gavin Newsom? Hmm, I wonder. He hasn't announced any sort of candidacy, so it's fascinating. But here's that announcement on uh, Fox News Watch. You heard Gavin make the offer. Your answer is? Absolutely. I'm game. Let's get it done. Just tell me when and where. We'll do it. And here's the thing, Sean. I mean, in, in one respect, the, um, the debate between California and Florida, you know, has already been had, as you suggest. People have been voting on that. They've been voting on it with their feet. They have fled California in record numbers. Florida has been the number one state for net in-migration. We have the number one ranked economy, number one now in education, crime rate at a 50-year low. But in another sense, this is the debate for the future of our country. Because you have people like Joe Biden, they would love to see the Californication of the United States. Biden may not even be the nominee. You could have Gavin Newsom. You could have Kamala Harris. And I think if we go down that direction, that's going to accelerate American decline. We can't see America decline anymore. We need to reverse American decline. I mean, we, like, can we just stop pretending like Biden is going to be the nominee? (laughs) You still don't think he's going to be the nominee? They're making it so painfully obvious they want Gavin Newsom. They have those investigations specifically for that reason so that they can... Yeah. Off there if they yeah. need to. That I, really, I think so. Um, I am okay. I know t- Trump's your guy, Logan. Yes. I understand why he does not want to do the primary debate. I just want him there. I don't like it. <laughs> I do too. I I really do. I, I I have been saying this for a while, but I think some of the best parts of the 2015-2016 cycle came from those Trump debates yeah. where he's just wiping the floor. I remember he says to Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush is saying, my mom is the most powerful woman I know. And Trump says, well, maybe she should be up here then. <laughs> and it, that was the moment that Jeb Bush, Bush's candidacy ended. Yeah. So I think I think it'd be great. I hope, uh, you know, he's still, keep, he's still, yesterday he said he's still keeping an open mind. He's just not sure because he called Fox a hostile network. And mm. I can't really argue with him on I that. I can't front. argue with him yeah. on that either. Yeah, but he can handle Fox. He can handle. I mean, like Donald Trump is. The, this is what he lives for. Right? Look at, like, look at how can, he. Look at how it turned out with Caitlyn Collins with CNN. Yeah, you know, what, last much month. Much more hostile than Fox. It's painful. Right? It was so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. I, it's hard for me to believe Trump is going to really want to be out of the spotlight for this because yeah. I mean, this is where he shines, right? So like he, he's very. He, he is very, as you point out, really good in these moments and usually does very well. Always has a couple of viral moments in yes. there. Um, you know, I, I think that the Gavin Newsom thing is interesting. I think if this was a 
a 42-40 race right now, I don't think this would be a good move for, mm-hmm. for DeSantis. In this scenario, you know, we saw the New York Times poll come out. It was 54-17. You know, I think this might be a good move. Right. One of the things that I think DeSantis has, has failed on in his campaign so far is that he's tried to make this argument that, like, he's better than Trump. Like, Trump's pretty much right, but I'm, I'm 5% better is basically been his argument. Which, you know, you, you can go back and forth on whether that's true. Or you, you might like it, you might not. But, like, what made DeSantis popular among conservatives was him destroying the media. And having this interaction where maybe he destroys, uh, has that destroy moment Mm -hmm. of Gavin Newsom really would help him. I think his argument needs to be uh, not that I can, let me tell you the policies are going to be better than Donald Trump on. He needs to be like, I know you like Donald Trump because he slams the media. Let me show you how it's done better. I'll do it better than Donald Trump. Now, can he do that? It's going to be hard. Right. But that's his path, I think, to make some noise and get this thing closer again. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I agree. And I think he's hoping that this is some sort of a preview to, you know, the general election and he can go ahead and get a step ahead of that and get some yeah. practice. In well, that's certainly the future is the California versus Florida. You can already see this kind of in the woodwork. Yeah. This is coming out. Uh, it's going to be the red state model versus the blue state model. And I think Republicans should not underestimate Gavin Newsom. I, I think agree. Gavin Newsom is ready, rested. He's been prepping for this probably his almost his whole adult life. Mm-hmm. He turned California into a disaster, right. but that doesn't matter because right. it's a one-party state, and that's pretty much what the federal government is now. Yeah just one party state for the Democrats. So Gavin Newsom would actually fill that role pretty solidly. I, I totally agree. I mean, you look at, I know we got to go to break, but you look at how, uh, you know, people say, oh, always, oh, I voted for Barack Obama because he was a great orator, <laughs> right? It's like, I can totally see them being like, oh, Gavin Newsom, he's handsome and he can speak on stage and he's so eloquent. I'm going to vote for him. Uh, never mind that California is a total and you have to step over homeless <laughs> you have to step over homeless jar. people and you know poop in the streets but uh, why you know. would you go with poop after you just did the swear thing you've already done it <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Why, why would poop come out of that, that was point? a that was a mess for me yeah. that was a mess um so it but you know i think the average american isn't paying attention to that uh, well, I don't know quickly yeah, just quick. i know it's, uh, the DeSantis part of this is interesting too with with, with newsom and that like a secondary benefit of this is it creates a little chaos on the Democratic side, elevating Newsom, who's been trying to start this presidential campaign, you know, this whole time with the running ads and all this stuff. That happening, Kamala traveling to Florida, elevating herself. She's been in the spotlight more. Like, I think they're saying, look, we got to at least have somebody up in the bullpen. We we can't just be sitting here. Who knows what's going to happen with Joe? Somebody's got to be ready to go. And this kind of creates a little chaos over there, which I kind of like. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Um, All right. We got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor, um, there have been so many of us here at Blaze TV that have taken Relief Factor. Um, I was in a car accident a long time ago, messed up the discs in my, my neck and my back. And Relief Factor has been a godsend for me. Glenn Beck has taken it and had amazing results with it as well. So if you've got arthritis, you know, maybe you've got uh, some knee problems, some neck problems, whatever the case may be. Maybe you're just the age where you roll out of bed and it just hurts, which... God bless you. I feel your pain. Um, but you try Relief Factor, okay? It's an all-natural alternative to pain medications, and it targets the inflammation in your body, which most cases is the root cause of your pain. So you're not going to rub a topical cream on, and then it feels good for 10 minutes, and then you're in pain again. This will actually address the root cause. So do yourself a favor. Go to relieffactor.com. Order their three-week quick start pack for $19.95. 70% of the people reorder it because it's working for them. It can work for you over at relieffactor.com. 
conspiracy theory time, okay? You have put on your tinfoil hat. Massachusetts State Police are covering up information about the drowning of Barack Obama's personal chef, labeling the incident an accident, but continuing to withhold information under the guise of an ongoing investigation, according to the Daily Mail. So authorities are rejecting requests for even basic facts, including the identity of the sole witness and the 911 caller. These are facts that you should be able to, like, FOIA, right, and get 911 calls um, and information from who, who, whatever officers arrived on site. And the state apparently is citing a public records law exemption that allows police to withhold any information that could jeopardize an active investigation. But uh, apparently experts are saying that police are abusing that law because they've already ruled out any foul play. They've said it's an accident. So... The only uh, results I think they're waiting on, the only thing that they're waiting on to close all of this officially is a toxicology report that could show whether he had drugs in his system or suffered some sort of medical episode. But clearly that would not affect anything, like that would not affect the 911 call, that would not affect the sole witness, you would think. (laughs) So why then are Massachusetts state police withholding information about Tafari Campbell's death? I don't know, sir. Do you have a theory on that? It seems like you might. <laughs> I kind of do. I have several different theories. Really? I mean, hmm. I don't know. Could have done something to piss off Big Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. We went, like, we went deep on that <laughs> we one. We did. Uh, that, we did. That's deep on the cut. I went, yeah, I went like actually several different yeah, conspiracy yeah. theories in yeah. for that one. That's interesting. But I'm ju- I mean, I'm just saying, look, like... There's no reason to not just be forthcoming about this. You know people are going to be asking. You know people are going to be speculating. This is what pisses me off so much about, I'm sorry, law enforcement. I know it's like I I back the blue when the blue backs me. Mm -hmm. But when law enforcement abuses their power, when law enforcement is constantly hiding things, um, take, for instance, Nashville. They haven't released the shooter's manifesto. Why not? Why not? I would say it's because... We live in an era of unaccountability, yes. so we don't know. They won't release the Tranifesto. We don't know who. <laughs> we don't know who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. We don't know who this SCOTUS. Well, I mean, we know. Well, yes, but, yeah. yeah, with a wink and a nod. Yeah. We don't know who the SCOTUS leaker was. I mean, right. we don't know who killed Epstein. Right. We've got all of these, and it's sort of an information overload to where the media just hopes people will forget about all these little things and. To an extent, they do because they just say, oh, well, just, we'll shrug our shoulders and just keep going. But these, a lot of these things are too, too, uh, too good to be coincidences, I would say. Well, right, because, again, I mean, okay, so factor into all of this. Is your tinfoil hat still on? It is. Okay. <laughs> factor into all of this that he knew how to swim. So he's a good swimmer. He's a good yes. swimmer. He I mean, he like posted on his social media, him taking swim lessons, showing how he became this really strong swimmer. So how does this happen when you're going, what, paddleboarding and you're a strong swimmer? How do you drown in eight feet of water when you're a strong swimmer? It's not like there's like a big tide or anything. Yeah. How does that happen, Stu? <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you have a theory on how I it might just happen? To- well, I just told you oh, some yeah. of it. I don't want to get all the way kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, of course people drown in all sorts of situations. We don't know. I'd like to see the results of the investigation. It would be nice to see. I mean, I grew up in this area. I've, you know, I've, you know, I've gone on vacations in this area. Like, it's not the the most choppy sea right. you've ever been to. I mean, it's really nice and calm and like that's kind of what it's known for. 
and in eight feet of water paddleboarding. I mean, it, it is a very strange situation. Now, look, if he was on drugs or hammered out of his mind and, and landed on a rock and bashed his head in and went under, I mean, it's possible, right? These things do happen. I mean, you know, people drown in pools, right? right? I mean, so it, it could happen. Uh, why but, cover up who the sole witness was? Right, that doesn't make much, much sense at all. I, what their their answer here is 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 bizarre. It could jeopardize an ongoing investigation. Right um, now, look, we are what it's been eleven days. Yes. I think. I mean. I don't know what the norm is here. To me, it seems like we'd know this stuff, right? Like normally we would know this stuff. Maybe you give them a little grace and see how long, but we're getting to the end of that grace. I think people right. are starting to ask questions like, what is going on here? And because it's tied to a former president, because you know they, they act all, they say this all the time. They're always like, we need to stop this misinformation and disinformation and malinformation. And then at the same time, they do things like this. Like, let's say this was nothing, right? Like, let's just say, okay, it was absolutely nothing. They have to know that this is going to inspire thousands of conspiracy theories, yes. even if it's nothing. So why not be as open and, 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 and uh, deliberate as possible, making sure people get the information early, mm -hmm. rather than trying to, you know, to take every single day you can take that the law allows, even if you bend the law, to hide it from people. I mean, look, this is not going to end well. The bottom line is we're already at that limit where people are going to think something was wrong, even if everything's completely on the up and up. They've already blown it there, but they should try to get the information out as fast as possible to stop as much of this as they can, if that, unless, unless, in the, what was the guy's name? Unless that guy was involved. Big Mike. Big Mike, thank you. <laughs> Big Mike. Yes. yes. Um, uh, okay, so so last word here, Logan. What came first, the chicken or the egg, in regards to the mainstream media versus conspiracy theorists? Because uh, some conspiracy theories uh, are that he, this guy was writing a book um, and he was, you know, he, what was it? He was found with head trauma. Uh, in three to four feet of water, washed up on shore on the Obama estate, and then also that uh, nobody called 911 for hours. Obama's own personal coroner was flown from Washington, D.C. to perform the autopsy. Like, these are crazy things that are coming out, if true, but it's like, who are you gonna trust? The mainstream media to give you the actual facts? I, I like, and I don't even, I feel like it's the mainstream media's fault here. Yes. Because we don't, we don't already don't trust them, so then we hear other things and we're like, I kinda believe that. It is absolutely their fault. Uh, I would go so far as to say we don't really have a free press in America, as most people, most conservatives like to think. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have some that are, you know, independent like us and Daily right. Wire. But aside from that, I mean, you can't even people people on the right can't even really trust Fox News now, and that's Tucker supposed to be that. yeah, and that's supposed to be our outlet. So right. so we're living in a digital age where uh, it's transforming the media environment mm -hmm. and does nobody trust what they have to say anymore? Right. So no matter what, for the time being, until we get a different media ecosystem in there, out with the old, in with the new, you're gonna see a lot of conspiracy theories going viral and yeah. thrive for a long time. Yeah, um, all right, we've gotta go ahead and take a break, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. A 
woman who is a current breast cancer patient was banned from her hospital over what they called hurtful remarks about the LGBT community. I'm sorry, the LGBTQIA plus community. Two, right. you missed oh. a double. LGBTQIA plus two squared. So only one Q? Which one are you admitting? There's supposed to be two Qs. I don't know. Um, so, she, so she explained this to, I think this was the post-millennial here, that um, she made a comment about being opposed to a trans pride flag that she spotted hanging in the waiting room of her clinic in Portland, Oregon. And uh, since then, she had asked if anyone was able to refer her to an attorney, which... Yes, please sue the crap out of them. Um, so she said, let's see, uh, she, she, wa she was like qu questioning it. It was very benign. Um, and several weeks after that, she got a message from Oregon Health Science University practice manager who said that she was banned from the clinic effective immediately. Dear, dear Marlene, this letter is to inform you that effective immediately you are discharged from receiving medical care at the Richmond Family Medicine Clinic. This action is being taken because of ongoing disrespectful and hurtful remarks about our LGBT community and staff. Huh. That's fascinating. So now you can be denied medical care if uh, you say that, you know, you like, here's what she said. It is daunting for me to receive medical treatment when there is a banner in plain sight that proclaims that what I am, an adult human female, is a mere opt-in category for any gender non-conforming male and not a reality. That's it. And now she's denied, she's being denied cancer treatment. Incredible. I mean, first of all, it's probably the best thing that could have happened to her because I wouldn't want these people treating me. No joke. Uh, they seem like psychopaths. Uh, but I, look, health care should really be something that uh, has nothing to do with what your <laughs> political opinions are. Like, you should be able to get it, you know, whenever you can uh, get in there. Um, that's kind of the standard I feel like we've had for all of eternity. Um, but all, uh, now this is changing. I mean, like, you know, look, uh, I... You want to go into, the bakery is an example, right? Like, you want to go into a bakery and, like, if I want to go into a bakery and I, I'm a conservative and they want, to re, they want to reject me because I'm a conservative, eh, you know, I'll go right. get a cupcake somewhere else. The same thing, obviously, the reverse has happened and gone all the way to the Supreme Court. Go get your cupcake somewhere else. We're talking about health care. You should be able to go, and they should be treating you as a human being. Mm -hmm. That should be the only requirement. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, obviously, uh, you know, there's a cost issue, which we all have talked about endlessly. But when, if you're there and you're able to, ha you have insurance, you're able the you're able to uh, to pay for the treatment, they should be treating you. Uh, there really shouldn't be more to the story than that, but it just shows how far afloat we are from yeah. reality at this point. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, I think you're right. Yeah, healthcare should be just kind of blind and you don't really care about the patient's politics, but that's not, I can't think we're kind of past that now. As, yeah, we, we, saw with, as we saw with COVID, uh, large numbers of Democrats were in favor of denying medical treatment to the unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. They wanted you to show your papers. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this should be a reminder of how serious these people are. Mm -hmm. They want to unperson you. Uh, we see similar things similar pushes in the banking industry where they want to debank people with unfavorable opinions. Mm -hmm. And I think conservatives need to get a lot more serious about understanding, like, that we're not going back to this live and let live, just everybody right. leave everybody alone right. sort of mindset. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you bring up a great point, and it's something that I talk about often on the show, is just like, you cannot, I know we've had this conversation, Stu, you cannot win in a game, which is, I mean, you know, this is an analogy, all right, in a game where the opposing team has decided not to play by any of the rules. Yep. 
Like, you can't, you're not going to out-moral them. Like, wow, cool, oh my God, you you have the moral superiority, you say, as your country goes tumbling down to the ground. Does it matter? Did it matter that you had the moral superiority? Superiority? All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. It drives me nuts. Yep, it's a lot of syllables. I mean, it's... A sun bear at a zoo in China gained attention and spot. I want to go through all the conspiracy theories today. Sparked a conspiracy theory after being filmed standing on its hind legs and appearing to wave at tourists. You cannot tell me that that is a real bear. That's not a real bear. That is a person in a costume. That is not a real bears. Don't look like that. Look, that's not a real bear. I'm with you. It does not look like a real bear. Nothing and is real. We were talking about which conspiracies do you believe. I believe that's not a real bear. <laughs> that's, that's my number one. I'm there. That, that is not a real bear. Uh, again, it would not be the first time China lied to us about something. I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to the news the past few years. <laughs> look at that. Um, look at that. I mean, he's adorable. But, uh, like, I mean, would you walk? You saw that thing walking around. I'd walk right up and hug it. That's yeah, what I'd do. Okay, I and, and I think He's it was a person inside of it. Yeah, it's not, it's a huggable little bears creature. Bears don't wave. <laughs> bears don't wave. Bears don't wave. A monkey, maybe. Bears, no. This is easily my favorite story of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been loving all the coverage of this. Um, you could say it doesn't bear any resemblance. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a little, little dad joke for you. Uh, yeah, but as Stu said, clearly something, China is not being upfront about this and a lot of other things. <laughs> and uh, especially concerning the animals in their regions. Mm. They yeah. just are not, yeah. <laughs> they're not on the level. So just something to keep in mind. I, ju I, I agree with you, Stu. I just want to give the bear a hug. That's, yeah. that's my takeaway. I mean, it, it is a person, so I hope the person's not a creep whenever I hug it, but I do want to hug it. Um, all right, everyone, make sure that you follow Logan on social media and Stu as well, obviously. obviously. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.